Second first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your mega preview pod for this week's Zurich Classic. It's your storylines. Best bets one and done. It's a team week, so I've assembled the team. Patrick Rogers. Wow. Patrick McDonald is here. Patrick, I somehow think that you are Patrick Rogers. That's a sicko (laughs) moment right there. That was really tough, actually. (laughs) Josh, take me out of the stream right now. Yikes. Good good to be with you. Uh, I mean, I don't know what Ricky Fowler. That's not even like a good burn. I've what? just upgraded you to pro status. Ricky Barnes. From amateur Ricky status. Barnes. There you are. Yeah. Ricky yeah. Barnes. <laughs> Mark Immelman is here. Hello, Mark. Hi, Rick. How are you? Pleasure. Uh, nice to see you. I would prefer not to speak to you. You've been avoiding my texts, I've noticed. Yes. Yeah. Figured. The last text, I, I, I just, I can't, <laughs> you, you know how excited I've been about making up ground in this uh-huh. one and done and to get so close and then on Thursday to think I'm living the high life. Of the world. <laughs> you know, I'm ready to I'm getting the, the champagne bottles on ice. I'm I'm ready to go and to not only have Victor fall but Matt Fitzpatrick come up and and grab the full share was yeah, it's been it's been a tough couple days for me, Mark. I'm sorry, buddy. So right. sorry. Kyle Porter is here. Kyle, hello, sir. How we doing? We're hanging in. That's good. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Uh, somebody in the chat saying this is the worst stretch of the year from the Masters to the PGA. <clears throat> I I don't agree. There's especially now two elevated events. Zurich is you know it is what it is. But I think the stretch, like the 3M the Rocket Mortgage stretch, that's a, that's that's tougher than this. It, it is hard though. Like you come off the f- January, February, March is just lights out every weekend and this is more up and down i would say i'll tell you what so here's the gap but here's here what's which one is worse so here is uh after the u.s open travelers rocket mortgage john deere barbasol but then you also get the scottish that week or travelers is elevated or this is after the open well, that doesn't really count because those are playoff events. How about after the PGA? Charles Schwab Memorial RBC Canadian. No, th- no, this is this is the no, worst stretch. Yeah, it's either so. there between open and playoffs. How many how many events are there between the open and the playoffs? Not many. Three like, M Detroit Greensboro, basically, right? Wyndham. No, yeah, no only nice. the three M and then Wyndham. The Rocket Mortgage is. It's in a different slot. It's in. Oh, it's, it's after the. It's in the after the travelers. Okay. Last year was after three M because Tony Fina did the double. Yeah, they moved yep. it this year. So so after the open, it's only the three M, the Wyndham, and then the playoffs. Hmm. Well, that's better. That's better than having, the, like three of them. Two is fine. No, I agree. The, the, I, I, my, I'm actually saying the bar is pretty high. These are all pretty decent stretches, but by default, this is the worst stretch. But I don't think it's bad. Mm-mm, not at all. That's my take. Spicy. All right. <laughs> well, gentlemen. I didn't have a follow-up. I was just <laughs> I was just throwing that in there. Uh, we've got the Zert Classic on tap for this week. It is a team event. It is very unique. 
Uh, Patrick, just so that everyone is on the same page here, 80 teams of two. I can do the math. That's 160. Cut made after Friday, top 33 and ties. We have some powerhouse squads, and we've got some teams that make me wonder, how do these two even know each other? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It- Agents, analytic uh, counterparts, but personally, I mean, I, I could see this field cut down to sixty teams. Do we need uh, do we need all this bottom bottom feeders here? I think David Duvall and John Daly are in the field, which is which is pretty no. cool. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. They pair, yeah, they're pairing. They paired together, grouped together. Uh huh. Oh my um, gosh. I know. I know. Str- Stricker and Zach Johnson are as well. They're going to be sneaky so, decent, I think. Huh? I, I agree with you there. I think there they could be a bit of a flyer, uh, but yeah, eighty teams, hundred sixty people, just uh, kind of seems like a lot for this type of event, in my opinion. But like you said, there's some. Uh, I, I know Keith Mitchell has been trying to team up with Sung JM for a while now, and he, he finally just gave in to him uh, and said yes. So that that's kind of one of those teams where it's like, how the hell do these guys know each other? Uh, but it's been Keith Mitchell just barking up his tree a lot. Uh, and then some other ones. But, yeah, I mean, 160. To, yeah, just to build on Patrick, what he was saying there, Rick, I spoke with a few players on the range last week, and I'm like, okay, who are you playing with? And they would say so-and-so, and then I'd be like, how did that come about? And from a few of them, I heard analytics. You know, they start to say, well, the numbers show that so-and-so and I will pair off well, given what my deficiencies are and what that might player might do well. So, like, yeah. So this is right up your alley, man. I'm so proud. I, mm. I want to be the, I, I want to be the, the tour matchmaker. There you go. Keep it, keep it. For wow. Uh, I really like that. That's, that's very cool. I don't think that Henrik Norlander and Luke List got the memo because I don't know who's putting for that team. They're, <laughs> like both outside the top 180 in, in uh, putting. But there are there are some teams that I think are – the Denny McCarthy-Joel Damon team is like the great complementary team of Denny being able to putt and Joel Damon getting you there from tee to green. So I, I love that idea, Mark, that they're putting analytics to, to work and finding some partners. Yeah, but I was going through the golf course too and, and, and just how, you know, with alternate shot in that format, which to me largely defines who's going to win this thing because it's also what, what's played in the final day. And the way the golf course sets up, three of the four par threes are odd holes. Right. And I was counting through stuff. And if, like, if you hit the tee shot on the first hole, you're going to hit seven of eight tee shots. If you hit the second shot on the first hole, you're going to hit the, uh, you're going to have a whole bunch of birdie putts coming out in front of you. So, so there is a bit of a, a way where you can kind of go, well, I'm the better putter. So then I have to tee off the second on an alternate shot kind of thing. And then when you do have a situation in best ball, yeah, you like to have guys that can kind of free a power guy up a little bit, you know, by putting the ball in place. So, yeah, there's 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 a whole lot that's that goes into this thing, more so than people think. Yeah, I like that. And KP, those are those are the two formats. You're going to see night and day differences between Thursday and Friday, and then again on Saturday and Sunday because that that best ball format, that four ball. I mean, we'll we'll be on 59 watch, I'm sure, a couple of times throughout the day. But once you get into alternate shot, there's there's nowhere to hide. That is where kind of uh, anything under par is likely going to be a, a very good score. Yeah, it is. I'm I'm pro. Uh, four different formats instead of just two. A true medley. Yeah, like change it up every round. What else yeah. would you put in? 
Uh, you could do scramble. Well, you guys are going to have to help me out here. Yeah, scramble would be. They, they, like used, a, like they a, used to have a scramble, or was that in that QBE shootout? I think it was. Like yeah, a shamble, right, you could do. Shamble is where you both hit a drive, and then you pick the best drive and play your own ball from there. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Okay, scramble, uh, so can, shamble. What else could we, could they do? You could do. You only get to hit. You could do like a five club deal. I mean, you could do a bunch of different stuff with like club choices or whatever. But mm-hmm. I think it'd be fun to mix it up even even more than they already do. Yeah, just make this week like the All Star break with a skills challenge and everything, uh, and then kind of like how the NBA they pick their teams. Just have the top two guys in the FedEx Cup: John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler. Oh, pick your teams like that. But- imagine how upset how red in the face these guys would get as they're standing there on the side of the putting green waiting to be chosen. Who's going to take me? It's like, I think it was like dodgeball baby in the, in the courtyard. When like James Harden requested a trade from the nets and <laughs> Kevin Durant was on TNT with LeBron making picks <laughs> and, and everyone was him. egging on KD <laughs> to pick Harden. He's like, Nah, I think I need some size here. Uh, <laughs> that was hilarious. Drafted like nine guys ahead of him. <laughs> so good. So good. Well, there are um, a couple of powerhouse squads. Uh, no surprise, Mark, starting with the favorites to win in our defending champion, Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantlay. I wish you all the luck in, in poking a hole in this team because they're both uh, playing phenomenal golf coming in. They've got a, a record of playing together and playing together successfully there they are in their beautiful belts and uh crystal trophy from last year i mean this is this is seemingly the team to beat yeah they just got to get together on their color matchups although maybe patrick didn't read the memo in time um sorry i I tried i tried my best to avoid that um oh sorry um yeah no look these two are the bell of the ball without without peer in my opinion in this format their games complement each other. They're both long enough on the speed type place. They're both very comfortable on uh, Bermuda greens too. Um, Xander, especially if you think about a lot of his events, especially the tour championship, he's played well on Bermuda. So Patrick Cantley, the same thing. So there's, you cannot poke a hole in this crowd whatsoever. And if you stay in front of them, uh, I feel like you're likely to win the tournament. The record of successes for these guys, KP, is is growing by the minute. They're both top five in the official world golf rankings. Uh, we've seen them run rough shot through Ryder Cups. I mean, this is I, I don't know. I don't have any more adjectives. They're they're the squad. Well, it's crazy that they're what four to four to one, three to one. Three to one in some places, yeah. Three to one. That's that's nuts. I forgot who had this take, but um Somebody talked about how if you win, it might have been Shane Bacon. If you win the Masters, you should have to play in your jacket the next year. I think they should have to play in these belts the following year. <laughs> they, never, have, you, they never look big enough. Like the actual strap part never looks. It always looks like they're squeezing into it. It's like a weightlifting <laughs> belt almost. Yeah, it's like the thing that Bryson looked like he was wearing when he. Do you remember that when he wore that shirt that looked like a weightlifting belt? <laughs> <laughs> Because it was like it was like tricolored, but the middle was black, and you're yeah. like, wait, does he does he have a does he have a belt on? Um, yeah, I mean, listen, like they're three to one for a reason. I think uh, they should win. Like they're easily the best duo. There's only one other that's really that close to them, and that's 
Morikawa and and uh, and Max Homa. I, do you think it adds? I'm interested in your take, Rick, because you probably studied the the mathematics of this um, more than I have. But like, if you were to say, okay, we're just going to play as singles, and then we'll add our score at the end of the week. Do you have a better chance of of Cantlay and and Xander winning in that scenario or in the way the tournament is actually played? No, I think they. I think it, it would be better off if they played as individuals and then added their score, um, because there is a there's a luck aspect, especially in in four ball, right? If if Cantlay and, and Xander both make five birdies on Thursday, that might be ten under, and it might be five under, right? Like one yeah. hole is, there's there's kind of a, a luck element to ham hamming and egging it around uh, TPC Louisiana. I, I bet you they'd be much better off if they were playing their playing their own ball and adding up the scores. I just want you to consider then, to me, an alternate shot. They're unbeatable. I'm sure you can help me in what the Ryder Cup result, uh, what their um, their record is in Ryder Cup alternate shots, because they essentially hit the ball the same distance. They hit the ball with the same ball flight through the air. They see shots the same way. So uh, as far as that element of the tournament goes, I feel like they almost better together that way. And that's where they really separate themselves. Look, they're both really they're prolific birdie makers. But when it comes to alternate shot, you will find them. That's where they do the accelerating. Rick's still trying to look this up. So, Patrick, I'll throw it to you. Uh, more likely to win a major first, Xander or Cantlay? I think it's got to be Xander just because he's been there a bunch already. Uh, you think about Carnoustie, he was there with a chance before he, uh, he bogeyed, I believe, the 71st. I think a baby was crying during that. that <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, they that couldn't shot. get the baby. That's right. He, yeah, uh, the Masters, he's been there a couple times as well. So I'd go with Xander, although right now his off-the-tee game is a little bit concerning, but the irons it's, have been red hot, and yeah. the putter looks really good. Uh, but I think if, you had, if I had to pick, I, I'm going with Xander. If I remember correctly, Mark disagrees with that. Yeah, I think, I think Cantlay is a better closer. To win major championships, you've got to be able to hang over the final nine holes. Now, yes, the way they've played um, – in major championships, you would hand the edge to Xander, but but Cantlay is just the guy's unflappable, and he's got that major championship demeanor. I mean, we've seen that over the last two weeks, where all and sundry are going after him for his pace of play, and uh, I lose track of time. Two days ago, there, it it took him all sorts of time to play just a regular punch shot out from under a tree. And then when he rests that ball up against the uh, the bulkhead on fourteen, golly, that took like five or six minutes to make a decision there. Um, so he doesn't give a stuff what people think. His heart rate barely goes. Uh, he, he's got the major championship demeanor to me, and and that's that immeasurable that I think is very important. I, th I think uh, the one kick on Cantlay is he does his damage on like birdie fest throughout his career, if I'm not mistaken. He typically he's like one of the best on easier golf courses. So I think his game should be perfect for like the most difficult test, but it just really hasn't stacked up that way. Here are the. Ryder Cup and President's Cup results. So they've only played together, Patrick and Xander, that is, uh, in the Ryder Cup one time. It was it was uh, 2020. They played two sessions of foursomes, a.k.a. alternate shot. They beat Rory McIlroy and Ian Poulter, and they beat Matt Fitzpatrick and Lee Westwood. So 2-0 and there. Then in the President's Cup, uh, in 2022, they beat Adam Scott and Hideki Matsuyama. So now we're up to 3-0. Mm -hmm. 
And then in 2019, they beat Joaquin Neiman and Adam Hadwin. They are 4-0 and in Ryder Cup and President's Cup alternate shot matches. Can you name uh, Cantlay's other partner? I, I think Xander sat once at Whistling Straits. Right? Yeah, I, mean, plays, uh, I can. I'm looking at it. But can you guys? <laughs> Didn't Xander play with DJ? Spieth, I think. Both of those are wrong. I think Cantley played with Can't. JT. That is correct. There you go. That's why Spieth played with Brooks. Team. Didn't Spieth play with Brooks that year or something weird? Um, Brooks was with Berger for most of the week. Spieth right? played with Brooks, and they lost uh, two and one to the Spanish Armada, Sergio mm. Garcia. And John Rom. So I mean, Sergio, Sergio and Rom would have beat like Tiger and Tiger in 2000 that week. They were um, Rom was out of his mind. There is no conversation that does not go back to the Ryder Cup at some point on this show. <laughs> was yeah. it uh, Marikawa and DJ that played at Whistling Straits? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Who, who was Ander with then? For the I remember the cigar because he had a great tournament. I think that I think that was his. I think he got the the. Uh, no, he played. He played once with Dustin Johnson. Oh, oh, there you go. Okay. They beat Paul Casey and burned Wiesberger two and one. Oh I remember. Uh, I remember. <laughs> we we could just talk about the the twenty twenty three. I'll just read you the results, and that'll be like fun. <laughs> I remember Cantlay and Xander being paired at. Uh, I think it was Melbourne. And it was not an alternate shot. It was in four ball. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking like, uh, man, I, I, I didn't like them together because it's kind of low energy. It's kind of not a ton of uh, excitement. You know, like it's like the opposite of JT and Spieth. Um, but that turned out to be a pretty bad take because as well, Rick noted, like they've been awesome in alternate shot. Yeah, but in Australia, they were 0-2 in four ball. Yeah. They lost they let- to Abe Answer and Sung JM, and then Sung J got him again with Adam Hadwin. Sung they lost to, They lost to the Kims this year too, correct? Siwoo? That was the Tom and Kim Tom? It was on Cantlay. That's correct. Xander. Yeah. So they're much better in alternate shots. Is, is, <laughs> is Tom Kim, is he in this tournament? Yeah. Yeah, they're playing. he's playing with Siwoo. They're running it back. Is Tom Kim is he good? Yes. He's yeah, good. but I think that we have the expectations of winning like twice in four starts, twelve starts into your career is like not great for most. It's guys. a little bit of the Higo thing, right? No. 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 Higo is <laughs> wild off the tee. Tom Kim plays from the fairway. He's a fantastic putter. Garrick is a good putter as well. Kim is Kim has got it all. No, I'm I'm talking about from an expectation standpoint. Like Higo won three times in five starts, and you're like, oh, this guy's going to be the next whatever Trevor Immelman, right? But uh, he, that's not who he was, and I don't think Tom Kim was a two times in whatever six starts PGA Tour type player. I think he's fine. I just think he's gotten a little bit of. We've talked about this before. He's gotten a little. Um, people love him, and I don't know that people's adoration for him matches like how good he actually is. 
the word I've gotten from a number of the veterans in the President's Cup International team room, that when I asked, because I know Tom Ish, I've called him. It's like, hey, how are you? Um, from all the veterans in the team room, they're like, that kid is a superstar. He has got it all. And, and, and if they say so, I believe so. I, I also think that because he is so likable, uh, it, 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 it's not that it raises expectations, but like we're talking about him more often. And then it's, I think it's just, I don't know. It's, okay. it's a weird situation with him. Here's a question. Do you think he has a better career than Ricky Fowler? He was kind of like the can't miss kid. No. Right? What's Ricky have five wins in a, a players. Okay. We need to, team. we need to, the Ricky thing, like he's got like 10 worldwide. I think he gets a little uh, undersold with like how many Ricky's had a good career. Does the Scottish not count in his PGA? No, no. That was and he one. also he also won Abu Dhabi. Well, shouldn't, that, shouldn't that retroactively it should, no, yeah. count? It should, it should yeah. Uh, did he win Australia <laughs> too? Who can say? Who knows? <laughs> I don't yeah. think he won Australia. I have his wins. I have his wins here. So do you want to actually let's play the game? Uh, sorry, just PGA Tour wins. Uh, players: Deutsche Bank, Wachovia. Yeah, Wells Fargo. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Phoenix. And we're missing one. Um, Honda. Honda. Those are his. Those are his five PGA Tour victories. His Scottish Open, his Abu Dhabi. We've gotten those already. That's seven. He has two more. One you will hero, hero, and one you will certainly not get. However, South Korea. South Korea. He beat Rory. Okay, you will get it. Yes, <laughs> it is uh, the. Colon Korea Open, uh, a, a co-sanctioned Korean tour event with the One Asia Tour in which he beat Rory McIlroy, slapped him around by six shots. Uh, yeah, that was at the start of both. Well, at the start of Ricky's career, I guess Rory had been out there for two or three years already. But I mean, Ricky's got how many top tens? Is, are you on his Wikipedia page? Yes. Oh, I think it was, uh, what, four, 14? He top five in all of them, right? Yeah, he did. But how many top tens in majors? I want to say, like, eight? Twelve. Twelve. That's a lot. Twelve yeah. out of 46, more than a quarter. I don't think Tom Kim will have 12 top tens at majors in his career, Patrick. I, I agree. It was a question. I think it was a maybe unfair, fair in the ballpark. What that, do you think? That was good. I, I don't know. That's why I asked. I, I mean, like you said, I think. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Give us a take. I don't know. I might be all taked out from Sunday. Uh, yeah, I understand. Yeah. Rick, Ricky's major <clears throat> resume is overlooked. Like, he could easily have stumbled into one somehow. Give Mark your Scotty Shuffler take. Oh, no. He, he'll go. I just, you know, he he doesn't. <laughs> I'm wedding. Do you think Scotty Scheffler passes? <laughs> There's no way to frame this. That's like good for you. <laughs> we were asked to come up with crazy takes, so I did. Um, do you think Scotty Scheffler <laughs> passes the eye test? Hell yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> I should. When it, okay, which the which is the closest PGA Tour event to you, Patrick? 
Uh, I went to Congaree in the fall. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna have you as my guest when Scotty's in the field, and let you just watch the boy hit the ball. It is, I I stood on the range this week last weekend, and I was watching him hit, and my brother walked up to me and I said to Trevor, I'm like, the guy never misses. Yeah, he's like he's the most solid ball striker I've ever seen. And this is this is a major champion talking about him. No, Scotty is he passes the eye test. It doesn't look very pretty when he swings it, but he hits the center of the club face every single time. And they long he is long yeah. too. It's it's crazy that like and he's he actually mentioned this in a in a press conference. Maybe it was a uh, match play this year, but he was talking about Bo Hostler, who's in this field. We can bring it back with that. But um, who's he? He's I picked him. He's playing, Clark. Yeah, there you go. So he was talking about Bo Hostler, and he's like, "Listen, Bo Hostler was the best guy in college." Like he didn't say this, but the implication was I wasn't as good as Bo Hostler. And I guess I just am sh- not shocked, but I think it's surprising when somebody improves. Scotty was good in college like like really solid but he wasn't like this and to become like just pretty easily along with rom like the two, one of the two best players in the world in that short of an amount of time i i, I don't know like it's 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 fascinating to me because it doesn't usually happen like that well the scotty scheffler i know even now he will tell you like oh shucks you know i'm i'm not a top three golfer in the world you know i just i love what i do and and you know i like to go home to meredith and and we eat at our taco joint and i drive the same camp the suburban i did from the last hit that's who he is he, he just defers everything he is we've had the conversation you and me kp where we both opined that we thought dustin johnson was mentally as acute as anybody in the game because of the way mm-hmm. he handled golf, right? And Scotty does the same thing, just deflects everything. He's like super humble about it. But that guy, man, when when he gets over the golf ball, it is all intent. He knows where it's going. I believe he believes no one can beat him, but he won't tell you that. Gosh, you guys legitimately just sent me to like the principal's office. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Well, I can give you another shot here, Patrick. If you, <laughs> if you would like to uh, tear down our champion from last week, Matt Fitzpatrick, in any way, he is going out with a little bit of brotherly love. Brother Alex at 5.52, I guess that's 8.52 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, Alex is a, a four-year Wake Forest guy. and I'll tell you what, you steal a win this week with Big Bro, and you're a PGA Tour member. Pretty crazy. Uh, their press conference was pretty good today. Uh, they were talking about how they're polar opposites. 
Matt is, you know, very neat, methodical, miserable, and <laughs> Alex is is messy and happy. Uh, and then they're like, "How well? How this coming t- together?" And he's like, "Well, my parents were kind of nagging me about it. Some coaches <laughs> were nagging me about it, and so baby bro got his wish." But uh, I think what he said at the end, Matt, he said, "You know, it's tougher for younger brothers to kind of follow up, right? You know, you see your older brother's success, U.S. Amateur champion." Uh, you know, on the PGA tour wins a ton on, on the DP world tour. And for Alex to kind of play himself into the p- professional ranks, playing great on the challenge tour uh, it's really impressive. So I don't know a ton of his, about his game. Uh, Matt said he's Alex is the better iron player. Uh, so if that is true, That's they definitely have a real chance to win. Tough to believe. Yeah, it, it is tough to believe. Although the events that he does have strokes gain numbers for, they're mostly European tour events, are very, very good. I mean, it's it's KP. I mean, he was a Haskins final. I think he was a Haskins finalist in 2021, his junior year. He got as high as fourth in the World Amateur rankings. He's certainly no scrub. No, not at all. I, I just that that's less a commentary on him and more about like I think Fitzpatrick is gonna be the number one player in the world at some point like i'm just very very high on fitzpatrick which that's probably not that hot of a take coming off a win in one of the biggest events of the year i'm interested to see how he you know it's a, it's a weird sort of follow-up to winning the rbc heritage you got to come down from that and then you're playing like a weird format i i just i think some of that is a little bit trickier than uh maybe it gets credit for josh let's get this comment here from richard it's addressed to you, Mark. It says, Mark, do you think Matt would give up his elevated event win for a win this week? Obviously, the implication that mm-hmm. he could get baby get yeah. baby bro to a PGA Tour card. Well, that's a really good question. Um, let's not forget, first off, that baby brother caddied for him when he won the U.S. Amateur. And so they've had this long-time relationship and – and I've watched Alex play, and he is good. And there's always that aspirational thing where you're trying to keep up with Big Brother. So I, I don't know how much sibling rivalry there is, because whenever I see the two of them together, they are thick as thieves. And and I look back to the U.S. Um, Open win last year. Now, all I can do is make this personal, because this is conjecture, really, on my behalf. But when Trevor won the Masters, I was the happiest guy in the world. Um the, the achievement was something that siblings would dream of. And, and when I watched um, Alex at Brookline, he was giddy with excitement. And you could see they trained a camera on him and his mom behind the green. And when I remember when Fitz had the three putt on the par three, uh, um, Alex looked crestfallen. And then when he made the birdie putt on the next all 15 or whatever it was, it was jubilation behind the green. So I think the relationship is really good from what I've seen. So, that's a really good question. I couldn't tell you. Um, Matt doesn't need the money, but but I tell you what, if you just, I think if you said to Matt, look, you can have in the record book that you knocked over Cantlay, Shuffley, Spieth, Rahm, all of them at the height of their powers, he'd want that down there. Now, look, the trophy is nice on the mantelpiece and the jacket and the money is nice in the bank account, but I really, I really couldn't answer that question. It is a good one. It is a good one. Um, how about this squad? Here, Patrick, Max Homa, Colin Morikawa. They've got the UC Bears connection. 
They've got the LA connection. They uh, apparently Colin had seeked out Max on this. It, it's it, they they've been doing the press tour this week, and they seem to be very excited about this pairing. I didn't know Max Oma was an assistant at Cal. Yeah, that was interesting. I yeah, didn't know that either. That was pretty cool to read. Volunteer uh, while... assistant, no less. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, I think this is kind of the darling of the week of the general public, right? If if a golf fan had to pick a team to win, 80% of them would probably pick Homa and Morikawa just because Max is so likable. And I don't think Colin Morikawa's had a strand of hair out of place since he was born. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, uh, I think there are kind of some concerns for them in this format. Morikawa, I, I know Cantley and Xander are only the second team to be both top five players in the world while playing together. Morikawa was with Hovland last year, finished T29. Uh, that kind of felt like a almost a better fit statistically, just with Hovland off the tee, Morikawa's irons, and then Hovland on the greens. But Max has kind of struggled since the Florida swing. Uh, he, he didn't look great in the match play. He got out of his group, but he didn't have to play Hideki in the end when he withdrew uh, and hasn't really looked like himself, especially in the ball striking categories. Off the tee has been kind of poor, so – I'm really interested to see if he will be able to set up Morikawa uh, with his scoring chances. Because if he can, you know, Morikawa will flag down these pins and then the rest is kind of, you know, they could definitely contend with the likes of Cantlands, Shoffley. Well, Patrick, mm-hmm. <clears throat> bigger flusher group, this or Cantlish, Xander? Ooh, flushers. I, I think I'd go uh, Morikawa, Homa. That's like Tempo Town, USA. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, KP, the I'm, I'm glad Patrick brought this up. That that Colin and Victor group were they were they were the favorites last year. And T29 yeah. is a disappointing finish when you are what two of the top five players in the world. I think they're I think that just continues to speak to why Cantlay and 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 uh, Xander have been so good. There's there's an experience. There like it's you can't just you can't just take two guys that that haven't played alternate shots yet to throw them together and expect great things immediately. Yeah, I think I think this is the sexier. I think this is the sexiest pairing, right? But I don't I don't think it's I mean there's I think there's a reason that Cantlay and Xander are the are the favorites. Like I think that's the better pairing. And I would love it if Homa and Morikawa got hot and I mean they could uh, the way they hit their irons, they could shoot anything in in four ball, right? Uh but yeah, I'm interested to see alternate shot because I think that's where it gets that's where it gets harder from a meshing standpoint. We've seen that over and over at Ryder Cups, Presidents Cups. That's just more difficult. Xander and and uh, Cantley have proven it, and Morikawa and, and Homa have not yet. They could, but they haven't yet. It's basically a, a one and a and a one a mark at the top of the board. There's other teams in the uh, the. The betting board, like like Sung JM and Keith Mitchell, Sam Burns and Billy Horschel, but these are the two teams that odds makers and fans alike are think think are going to be most in the mix. Certainly, um, this might come back to bite me, but I'm out on Morikawa and Homer right now. Um, I don't think either of them is on are on top of their games. And looking through this year, as I mentioned, how this golf course stacks up in alternate shot again. Now, look in best ball, you can ham and egg the thing a little bit and, and get away with it. Um, but neither of them are on top of their ball striking, and they're both putting poorly um, from what I've seen. Again, you can point me out if I'm wrong statistically. But if you tee off on the second, you're going to hit 
fewer of the approach shots, but you're going to have 11 birdie putts. And I'm just saying that's after approach shots. That's not par fives hit in two, which is likely around here because all of them are reachable. So let's say people miss things. The, the guy who tees off on the even holes and alternate shots going to have 11 looks at birdie. And the other guy, he's only going to get seven looks, but they sort of come at one, two, five, 13, 14, 15, and then 18. So if I'm putting poorly, and all of a sudden I've got to make a five-footer to keep my score, my team, uh, two under or whatever, and I am a poor putter at the moment, and I haven't had a putt in about 45 minutes, that's not the happiest spot in the world to be. And so, I, look, on paper, this is a glossy-looking team. Don't get me wrong. Goodness gracious me. Um, but just I look at the mechanics of the whole thing, and again, the alternate shot, which I feel like is the separator here, and, and right now they're going to need something to go their way or someone to find a little form. Um, certainly on the greens. Rick, what's the deal with Mark Howa? Because he's having statistically, I, I agree with Mark. I'm a little bit out. I don't know if I'm out, but I'm, yeah, I, I agree with Mark. I, I'm not as high on this team as like they look on paper. Mark Howa is statistically having his best season ever, but the results are not necessarily I mean he finished second and third at uh or second at, at uh Kapalua third at at uh Tory but since then it's kind of been like sort of hanging around but not really like in it not really contending what, what what's what's up with that yeah this is not the Colin Morikawa that we saw the first couple of years of his career this very consistent um style of golf remember he made what 20 something cuts in a row to start his career. This is the 80, 20 rule. You know, he's getting 80% of his production in 20% of his starts, which is um, that's generally how guys keep their tour cards. Not the common work. How cares about keeping his tour card, but that's generally how guys do it. So you see, like you said, the, you know, the third at, at, farmers the sixth at Riviera and the 10th at, at the Masters is enough to to buoy a, a really good season he just hasn't he's just been average a lot of other places and I think that when you are under a microscope like Colin Morikawa is even when you're average in some weeks it looks like bad weeks so they're not bad they're just not not that good everybody yeah. around Mar uh, Morikawa is under the microscope um, because he's not happy with his game right now I see him reacting to shots like he never has. I mean, I was around on a lot of the calls in uh, 2020 and stuff when he was unbeatable. And he was quiet. He stuck to it. He hit the ball the right distance all the time, was accurate. And now their ball's being missed in two directions. There's a lot of commentary. He and JJ are taking more and more time over the golf ball, whereas Colin back in the day would say, number, what's the max, the minimum, where's the win? Go. Where now you can see a guy who, who sort of got, the foot somewhat on the brake who's wanting to go and accelerate, but, but it just, he it looks, he looks a little unsure to, to be honest with you. Statistically best. He's ever been off the tee best. He's been on approach play and most accurate. He's been off the tee. Uh, just purely statistics, which is crazy because I don't golf is just stupid, right? Because I don't think about Morikawa as having, He's having an, a fine – I mean, he's having a really good year for most people, but he, he's a two-major winner, and so the expectations are just different. So this is this is also the problem of, of averages, right? Because, yes, all those things are true, and we would say this year has been a disappointment, but if he wins the tournament champions, like he should have, and he yeah. wins – at farmers, now he's got two wins this year with the same totally. averages, basically. And we're saying best year. Yeah, obviously, this is the best year of his well, career. And, Look at those and, two wins. And that's a little bit of what I'm saying with like 
Mark talking about how he's like angsty. It's like he 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 does this weird thing where he he gets angsty even though like the the stuff is that like the numbers are there man like it i mean i don't i don't know what to tell you like it is it is yeah you you you're not winning a major like you did in 2020 and 2021 i almost feel like he and i've said this before but he unfairly set his own expectations way too high because he won the first two that he was in major wise and so then you're like, oh, well, I'll win one every year, right? But that's not how that's not how it goes. So I, I'm I'm intrigued that he's been so angsty about like just his where his game's at. When if you look at the data, it's mostly there. I would say. But I will tell you this: as a former instructor to PGA Tour level players, um, they can hit the ball in the fairway a bunch and kind of misstrike the thing all of the time, and then they can be over the golf ball with an iron club in the hand and you've got a, a quartering wind off the left-hand side and there's water on the right and suddenly you're uncomfortable and you can just kind of bail one onto the green a little bit. Whereas Colin Marikawa at his best, there was no situation where he was doubtful whatsoever. In fact, he said to me when he had eight iron and down in his hand, every flag was a green light. And then he'd, I'd say, okay, so what about five and six iron? He goes, at the middle of the green, I just drip the fade in there or I draw it if I need to. And, and this was a guy who spoke with such authority about what he was doing. But now you see all the conversation and, and sort of in-between clubs. And, and when you're not sure about your golf swing and you got one of those in-between things and you've mishit a few so you can't stretch the, the shorter of the two irons, you don't feel very comfortable whatsoever. And you can capitulate and just dump the thing on the green. But then, you know, then he's putting from long range and he hasn't filled it up this year with a putter either. So, so again, like... I will maintain that it, it's statistically it looks okay, but he just is, is he's unsure when I see it, when I've watched him play. Colin Morikawa, Max Homa out with Matt and Alex Fitzpatrick off the 10th tee on Thursday morning. We're going to talk more about teams with our best bets and our one and done selections. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. And we're back. Uh, I got a little distracted by the fact that John Daly was uh, in this field. So let's play a little uh, Price is Right style, closest without going over. John Daly's best world ranking. Best world ranking. Now, Mark, I think you won the last time we did this, so you have to go first now. John Daly's best world ranking. Closest without going over, please. And over being? Worse or better? Over being worse. Um, 11th. Okay. Patrick. I already lost in the over under thing. Um, I'll go with 18. <laughs> okay. So 18, 18 is worse than 11. So that's over 11 just for that's, that's an example for you. So 11, 18 KP. It, it, I'll just go with the number that was in my head, which is seven. The correct answer. 23rd Patrick. No. Yeah. Wow. Really? I cannot tell a lie. I mean, he didn't. He had a in. I mean, he won a lot, a lot. He won a decent amount. How many? Twenty third. Yeah, he got there after winning. Excuse me, after finishing runner up at the 2005 WGC American Express. He got to twenty third in the world. That was runner up to Tiger. That mark is correct. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Tiger went from first to first that week. It was Harding Park, wasn't it? Mark, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't have Where's that. Your, your Wikipedia early. page. All right, let's go. 
<laughs> Let's go. Best bets. Okay. This is where we – congratulations, Patrick. Mm-hmm. This is where we no, go over to Caesar Sportsbook, and we had to do it a little bit different this time. Uh, obviously, the, the betting option is a little bit different for this week. So we did uh, two finishing positions and two outright <clears throat> selections. Patrick, we are going to start with you, my friend. Give me – just give me both of your finishing positions. Yeah, Shoffley can't lay minus 125 for a top five. Brave. Uh, I mean, one and two total strokes gained. Cantley's first off the tee. Shoffley's first on approach. Like, is it a sure thing? For me, probably not, but it feels like one. Uh, and then <laughs> Bo Hostler and Wyndham Clark, top 20. A couple desert foxes. Um, and, and I kind of like how they blend together. Clark's been sneaky good this year. I think he's like six in total strokes gained in this field uh, since the start of the year. And Hostler can putt with the best of them. So I'll take those two just for a top 20 at plus 100 to find a desert Fox. I think they both, they're both out of uh, Scottsdale. Am I wrong? I don't know. I just, the, I when I think Bo Hosser, I think Southern California, I think the university of Texas, I think this event is in the swamp. I was trying to figure out where the desert came into play. I know Clark is Scottsdale. Um, yeah, I think so going- for, for this week, Bo Hosler is from Scottsdale. Perfect. I think thriving at Olympic uh, to te- as an amateur to TPC Louisiana as a pro is, is a is a pretty common crossover. Here, here's a here's a, um, a trivia question for you: Who was low amateur in the 2012 U.S. Open? I think it was Cantlay. Mark, I any don't guesses? Uh, your boy Spieth. Ooh. Good. I was thinking of the. Uh, I was maybe thinking of the Masters that year. Cantley was low amateur at some point in 2011. He was congressional for Rory. Ah, that was skinny, super skinny Cantley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Mark. Uh, two finishing positions from you, please. Both of them, you have chosen top twenties. I have uh, the first one: Robbie Shelton and Lee Hodges, both uh, Southern boys, played Alabama together, good buddies, both great ball strikers. And I just love this number because the both of them are quite reliable. Um, and uh, I have a sense that down there on the bayou in some familiar conditions, they're going to thrive. And then <laughs> Hayden Buckley and JJ Spawn. Um, I was chatting with Hayden Buckley on the range Sunday. He was in contention there. And, and so I said to him, hey, who are you playing with next week? And he goes, JJ Spawn. Then he looks at me, he goes, and, I, and I'm going to challenge you from far away if I get us to wear the same clothing because he, he goes, I actually wear Puma shirts that you, you just don't see the logo that if you can tell us apart from a long way away. <laughs> and he goes, I'm going to make it my, my goal to have you use the wrong name if we happen to get into uh, contention and on television. And I just found that hilarious. He's a good guy. He's playing great. JJ Spawn's had a nice season. Um, so I feel like they'll pair off pretty well. I think you'll have no problem telling them apart, Mark. Uh, no have you matter. Seen what. Them, have you seen them together? They're about uh, the same size. They got the same dark beard. Yeah, but JJ's got uh, uh, that walks a little different. And, and once they start swinging a golf club, it's uh, nowhere near. No, yeah. the swing certainly. I think you'll be okay. I opted for Billy Horschel and Sam Burns. I'm terrified of this, but I took it top ten plus one eighty. Billy has not been good, but Billy's like. Billy's like the hype guy and he loves stuff like this. And he's going to be in Sam Burns ear for four hours every day. It's just like, I don't know. He gets up for weird stuff like this. And then I opted for uh, the team of Ben on and SH Kim. Kyle, did you know that Ben on since January 1st of 2023 is actually a positive putter? He's been great. Wow. That's crazy. I know he's still, I know he's still a great tweeter. 
Hell has on. frozen. Hell has frozen over. And yes, he is a great tweeter. Do you remember when Horschel was in Homa's ear at the President's Cup uh, on when Homa hit that putt? Uh, walking up to that putt, uh, it was like the Draymond KD yeah, gif, like that, like. He was like just little, yeah. in his dish the whole way. It was, oh, I wish I had a recording of that. I've got Harris English, Tom Hoagie, top 10. Two very good ball strikers. No idea how they're going to play together, but I like the plus 340. And then I've got Davis Riley and Nick Hardy, top 20. Uh, Patrick's boy, Davis Riley. And uh, according to Data Golf, they're uh, the most, I think, I don't know, most similar that are playing together or something like that. So we'll see. I can't uh, even pick like single events, much less team events. So. If if you think that the QBE shootout is a nice crossover, <clears throat> Harris English has won that three times with Matt Kuchar, and Tom Hoagie just won it with Sahith. Do you know that Matt Kuchar's been better than Sahith Thagala this year? Matt Kuchar's been great. Yeah. L- low key. Rotter Cup year. No, oh, okay. Man. Take it easy. <laughs> I will uh, exit stage left here with my outrights. I took the Fitzpatrick's. I couldn't pass it up. And then I went with Thor Bjorn Olsen and Nikolai Hoygaard, new special temporary uh, member uh, of the PGA Tour. Both of them are 35 to 1, a couple of Euro guys with a lot of upside, and then obviously the bros to get it done. Mark, your outrights, please. The numbers are ridiculous. Uh, if I was actually wagering, I wouldn't do this, but just both these teams are so good. Um, but to me, they, as I mentioned, Cantley and Shafley are the bell of the ball, and Sungjae and Keith Mitchell, they just pair off so well. I mean, Sungjae, I, I had him in the final round uh, last week, and he looked very sharp ball striking-wise. The putting was there. And playing off the end of Keith Mitchell tee shots is going to feel heavenly to him, so I'm sure he's going to have a ball. So I, I like the M-Mitchell combination as well. Patrick, you have opted for two teams uh, north of 25 to 1. Who are they, please? Uh, the Desert Foxes, Bo Hostler and Wyndham Clark, 28 to 1. Uh, and then a couple more Desert Foxes, Taylor Montgomery and Kurt Kitayama from your neck that of the woods. Is, those are correctly used Desert Foxes, a couple of Vegas guys. That's right. A lot, a lot of deserts in the United States. Uh, it's tough for me to keep track, but I, I like them too at. 25 to one. I think uh, I'm a little concerned about them in alternate shot given Montgomery's ball striking, but they should be able to fill it up in four ball and then hopefully just hang on. Uh, the largest desert in the world, Patrick? Uh, the Sahara. Oh, that is correct. Yes. I thought that <laughs> I, I thought that you thought I was going to try to trick you into saying Antarctica. Oh, no, that wasn't even on my radar. Because I believe it's the second largest desert because a desert is not about heat. It is about precipitation. No water. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That's right. Good to know. You're, you're, you're beyond mine and Patrick's intelligence level here. Like <laughs> I, that yeah. wasn't no, just that, not, not that wasn't a, that wasn't a risk because we, we would have never thought of that. I gave him three <laughs> levels of credit on that one. I didn't, yeah. I didn't have to yeah. give him uh, KP round this out with your outrights, please. Yeah. I've got uh, Justin Suh and Sahith. Love this pairing. Uh, they're super fun. I don't know if they'll be good, but they'll be fun to root for. And then I agree with Mark, uh, uh, Sung Jang and Keith Mitchell. Um, I, I think that I think twelve to one is a little underrated for them. They've both been very solid this year. Sung Jae is just so consistent. Keith Mitchell's having a really good year, and if you can get him, I mean, he's going to drive the hell out of it. If you can, 
if they can ham and egg it in alternate shot, then I think they have a real chance to win this thing. People don't realize, Rick, I'd like you to help me. Sung JM, to me, is a birdie machine. The guy fills it up. I, I don't know what numbers say, but, 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 but he, on his own, he makes a ton of birdies every time he plays. I think he holds the single-season birdie record on the PGA really? Tour. Okay. That, that really long, that mega year, 48 events or whatever, yeah, he like shattered the birdie record. Played in 47 he, of them. Yeah, he played in all of them. Yes. So this year on tour, he is uh, 14th in birdie or yeah. better percent, which mm -hmm. is I, – I like that a little bit better because it's not uh, a raw counting uh, stat. But he's 15th in birdie average. So What's Mitchell? I bet Mitchell is up there too. Keith he Mitchell. well enough. Oh, shots fired. Keith Mitchell's 27th. Oh, okay. Par fives. Uh, definitely takes care of the par fives. Yeah, par fives. We that should, uh, Sung Jay should dress up like Keith Mitchell this week. I'll just say oh, that. if Sung Jay wears a visor, I will. That's lose that's it. that would be sick. <laughs> yeah. Very sick. <laughs> Your children outright Fitzpatrick's, Hostler, Clark, Suh, and Sahith, Cantley, and Shoffley. Two votes for M and Mitchell, Kitayama, Montgomery, Olison, Hoygaard. Our best bets, I will not forget it this week. Uh, 50 extra dollars to put on anything in the world that we would like. Oh, boy. You should not. You should pick the opposite of whatever we do this week because we have not been good at these. Patrick, oh, boy. Where do you want to go this week? Last week was brutal. You know how I said if Denny finished inside the top 20, I was like a few few more picks away from breaking even. Um, <laughs> didn't happen. A shot outside. But sure thing. Xander Shoffley, Patrick Cantlay, minus 165 over Homa and Morikawa. Like Mark and Kyle said, I think there are some concerns on the Homa and Morikawa side. Uh, and Xander and Patrick are as reliable as they come. So hopefully this one gets across. Which yeah. means Homa and Morikawa are going to shoot like 53 on Thursday. <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> just, a, yeah. just a sure thing as, as anything could be around here. Uh, I went with Eric Cole and Sam Saunders to finish inside the top 20. These are buddies. They go back a long way. Eric Cole's been playing great. Sam Saunders finished fifth at the Corn Ferry Tour event. And if I need guys to just make a bunch of birdies, give me two mini tour Corn Ferry Tour guys who are buddies going out there and scorch on the golf course. So I'll take those two at plus 250. Uh, KP. What do you want to do with your extra 50 bucks? Bo Hossler, Wyndham Clark, top 20. This is foreshadowing for the one and done. Oh, okay. Mark, uh, we can get to that one and done right after you tell us who your best bet is. I was fiddling around the place. I like that Eric Cole, Sam Saunders. I was trying to just trying to find good bets. And so I thought 230 for Kitayama and Montgomery is a good deal because the truth of this golf course is it's Pete Dye, but it's not as visually daunting as a lot of these places. It gives you room to drive the thing. Um, and the fairways are fairly wide, although if you miss, there's water uh, uh, around a lot of the place. And, and both Montgomery and Kitayama are long. Um, they're a little wild, wild off the tee, but they can both roll it. So I, I like the combination there. I truly do. Uh, there you go. Our best bets. Don't, Josh, don't reveal, don't reveal the one and done board just yet. Uh, I will tell you about the one and done, gentlemen, that there are only four different teams in play. I will tell you that half of us have chosen the same team. I will tell you that two of us, two others of us, have chosen the same team. And there are two lone wolves for this week. Now, uh, before we reveal this, just so we're all on the same page, we've agreed that we have to burn both golfers 
and we have to, but we also get both their earnings. Any questions? Correct. Okay. Do it, Josh. Here we go. From the bottom up, Greg has opted for Sam Burns and Billy Horschel. Now, let me tell you, he is not alone because Sia took Sam Burns and Billy Horschel. The fans that's, took Sam Burns and Billy Horschel. It's not and, good. And Mark, you have taken Sam Burns and Billy Horschel. You are headlining the pack of four on this squad. They weren't my first choice, but um, I have a little bit of luxury right now. And so I, I thought I'm going to use Sungjae elsewhere. Um, I certainly am going to use um, – there was another combination I was looking at. Uh, slips my mind right now. And Sam Burns is putting awesome. Again, the way the golf course works, I think it can disguise Billy's ball striking a little bit. I think Billy's being a bit overreactionary because when I had him on the ground down at the Honda Classic – he was moaning nonstop, and his caddy, uh, Mark Fulcher, Fuch, looked at me, and he goes, he's hitting it fine. He's hitting it fine to score. And, and both of them putted great. Billy's got, had a tremendous record around here. In fact, um, the year that he and Scott Piercy won, Piercy had like a five-footer to hole, uh, to hole to win, and I swear Billy tried to almost grab the putter out of his hand and just hit it for him. Yeah, that, that's how he gets up for this stuff. So I feel like they can sort of get, for me, uh, get by it a little bit and – and um, and still be decent. I, I had my eye on Sungjae and Keith Mitchell, and I wanted to use them, but I feel I felt like Sungjae was more valuable to me elsewhere. I can't believe that Billy Horschel would be overreactionary to anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd pay for a feed of uh, just him mic'd up this week. Yes, any week. Yeah, but I like this one a lot. Sam yeah. Burns. Sam Burns. <laughs> Remember when we used to get the pray for Ted Scott uh, hashtags? Those prayers have been answered, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> All those prayers for Ted Scott finally came through. That's how I feel about Sam Burns. Pray for Sam Burns. Uh, That's so good. Uh, Patrick and KP, you guys are uh, riding together here. Patrick, we'll start with you. Wyndham Clark, Bo Hostler, you guys have both foreshadowed this uh, throughout your cards and you will look to move together up the board. I like didn't really have anyone to pick. Uh, yeah, you Sung You keep you keep, you keep crowing about how many guys you have in the chamber. Yeah, but no one's in this field. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I used Cantley and Xander already. I wouldn't use them here, obviously, but I should have maybe. Oh, I, so, I, I I actually I, maybe would. Yeah, I don't. I, 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 I really thought about it. Do you have both of them, Rick? Yeah. I don't. I, 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 I... Sorry, Kyle. I have one that I'm saving for the U.S. Open in Los Angeles. I was so close to this because I saw that a lot of you guys had used one of them. And I was like, man, if I get both, if I get 2.4 million, but then I got to burn both of them. I was, I was close. I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. So I went desert foxes, you know, all reliable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was doing this week. I didn't. I agree with Patrick. I, I think that I still think the players championship and match play are harder to pick, but this one is just, it's just weird and different and it makes it difficult, but Wyndham Clark's been playing great. Uh, I don't know that I would necessarily use these guys elsewhere. So 
they're probably the highest ranked pairing or the high, the lowest, the shortest odds in terms of a pairing that I also wouldn't use anywhere else. Right. Yes. Yep. Uh, Kyle M who has been on an absolute heater has found himself as the lone wolf. He has opted for the true desert foxes. That is Kirk Kitayama and Taylor Montgomery. Kyle M has made 9.2 million in his last 10 events. Very, very good running. Very, very hot. And uh, I've opted for Sung JM and Keith Mitchell. I will also be by myself. And Mark, are you, are you worried? And the answer must be yes, that the two people immediately behind you our lone wolf in this thing with a chance to track you down. You can't get to me, right? Track you down. Yeah, no, that was basically just in, in theory, not actually in practice. Is there some sort of prize for like how many weeks you lead this thing? No. Okay, I didn't think so. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not. I really am not. Uh, I truly do have uh, some good bullets left in my chamber, and I've got them, I think, nicely planned. Now, you never know. Uh, you, you never know what the future holds, but I, I like where I'm sitting. What what level of panic are you, Patrick? You you said on Sunday that it was full full panic mode. Are you like going for every par five from two hundred and seventy yards out panic, or what? What's the deal here? That's like business as usual mode. Um, <laughs> I, I I don't really know yet. I think uh, we just got to get to uh, the next Desi. See where the see where the chips lie. And if I'm within, I'm what nine, eight and a half back right now. Uh, we're what through the first round, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's Rick, not, don't, that's Rick, not don't say million. That's, Do not say million. <laughs> um, <laughs> but look, once you guys have to pull out the likes of Davis Riley, uh, come three M open time, Rocket Mortgage time. I think he's going to be the favorite at the Rocket Mortgage. The, those are the moments, the tournaments where. Uh, I'm going to have to make my hay because the Desis have not been kind to me. So to answer your original question, Kyle, panic, uh, still there. Still very much there. <laughs> I don't even have Davis Riley on my list of people to pick. That's smart. I'm playing uh, the long game, Mark. Right, my games. How, how long? Like, like <laughs> five years or what? <laughs> He's waiting for purses to go up again. Mm-hmm. I'm already, I mean, I got eyes on 2024 already. Yeah, we're going to start adding in Rebuilding the, the TGL events. <laughs> we're going to start adding in. We'll be adding in a lot. Live. Of yeah, exactly. Get these. Throw the live in there. Let's make it interesting. Okay, gents. Uh, I've got like two minutes if you want it. Anything, any final thoughts on Zero Classic before we get out of here? Going once. Did you see Greg Norman said? Uh, yeah, I did. That's ridiculous. I, he said that five. He said that. He said that. What he said was there are plenty of guys and the list, the list of names is huge and you would love them. Wait, and- is that Norman or somebody else? <laughs> oh, sorry. I just slipped into it. And okay. then he, the thing he said though is, but I can't, but they can't come because of contracts with who? No, because he's got no room because he signed the other guys to contracts is what I understood. Oh, you can't, yeah. can't get rid of Chase Kepka or Mito Pereira or. Apparently not. Yeah, like well, why not even, would you want no, a there's, top there's, player when you can have Danny Lee? Siwon uh, Kim. You guys are giving them too much credit. There's there's way worse names than that that you could have thrown in there. I mean, yep. well, look at the bottom 20 in that league, and you can't buy out a Jed Morgan of his contract. Like, it's, it's nonsense. The whole thing is nonsense. 
keep keep my Jed Morgan of Ripper GC out of this. We got a home game this week. We need a we need a big did performance. See, did you see he was complaining that there are yeah. too few, too few events? It's like you guys need to figure this out. Like, <laughs> is it too many? Too few? What's the deal? They're missing. They're not singing off the same song sheet anymore. There's there's a discombobulation in the camp apparently. They are, they are going off script, which is yeah. uh, a little concerning. I mean, honestly, I know Mark's got to go, so just 30 seconds here. The, the, the contention of those guys at the Masters, on it just made the whole thing seem more ridiculous. It's like, and we're, like we're going back to this weird two-league deal, and one. it just, I don't know, get me to the next major. If I'm Brooks Kepka, after having a real shot to win the Masters... Right now, I'm thinking, was all this money worth it? Now, uh, probably. Well, I couldn't say that because if I had that much money, I probably it probably is worth it. But but really, here's for a guy like that who now looks like he's healthy. He, he's gonna want he's gonna want to contend in big events. Um, I think it was an asinine decision. I truly do. I think we're gonna leave it there. On Mark calling it an asinine decision. Uh, we'll be back Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday for round-by-round recaps for the Zurich Classic. For now, producer Josh doing all the hard work behind the scenes. Thank you very much. Patrick McDonald available on Twitter at Amateur Status. Mark Immelman at Mark underscore Immelman. Kyle Porter at Kyle Porter CBS. And you can find me at Rick Rungood. This has been The First Cut. We'll catch you next time.